Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to another week of Wednesdays in the Word of God. Uh, This week, we're continuing to look at our fundamental, our foundational Bible verses from the F260 Bible Reading Plan, uh, 260 days Genesis to Revelation, the foundational truths of God's Word. And if you're following along with us, uh, we're in week five. Um, If you haven't been following along, I want to encourage you to find a Bible reading plan that does work for you, uh, one that you can follow, because it's so important for us to just saturate our souls with the Word of God and to meditate, to read, relax, and to rest on the promises that are found in this book. Uh, Last week, we had looked and read through the life of Jacob, and at the end of the week, we begin to transition to the life of Joseph. Uh, many of you may have heard about Joseph in your Sunday school classes growing up. It was referred to as Joseph and the coat of many colors. Uh, Joseph was one of the most favorite sons of his father, Jacob. And that was because of, uh, because J- uh, Joseph was the first son of his wife, Rachel. Now, Joseph was not Jacob's first son, but Joseph's wife, Rachel, and you can go back to last week to hear, uh, to read that story, but Rachel was his favorite wife. Rachel had been the girl that he wanted to marry from the beginning, uh, but Jacob had to jump through some hoops, and uh, there was some struggles there, but he finally was able to marry Rachel, but Rachel couldn't have children. Uh, but later on in life, uh, she gave birth to a son, and his name was Joseph. And Joseph was the first son of Jacob's wife, Rachel. Uh, Joseph then became the favorite son, and that's why he had the coat of many colors. Jacob Jacob made him this wonderful, extravagant coat of many, many colors and uh, because Joseph was the favorite. Now, because of this, uh, you know, you can see it because we have these family dynamics today uh, in some situations. Joseph received blessings. And the other brothers received ridicule and not blessings from their father. And this led to their jealousy. They became jealous of Joseph. But then Joseph had a dream that his brothers would one day bow down before him. And you can imagine how that went over in the family gathering. Oh, the older brother bowing down between the younger brother. Yeah, you know, the family reunion went great on that day, I promise. I'm just kidding. But Joseph had this dream, and that upset his brothers, and so they sold him into slavery and sent him to Egypt. But they lied to Jacob and told Jacob their son Joseph was dead. Now time would go on, and Joseph was going to experience some challenging times. This was just, the for him being sold into slavery was just the first of many trials that he would face. But ultimately, God would use his gift for interpreting dreams to place Joseph in the highest possible position that he could hold within the Egyptian government. There was Pharaoh, then there was Joseph. And all of this was designed by God many, many years before these events took place. You see, and Joseph began to realize that everything in his life had really worked out for his good and for God's glory. Because so as it happens, there's a famine. And because of Joseph's high position, he was able to give his family, his brothers and his father, food so that they could survive and be sustained during this severe famine. 
God had used the circumstances to place Joseph in the right place at the right time. But what stands out to me is it's the right place at the right time. But we once again see amazing reconciliation. Uh, In Genesis chapter 45, in verse 4, we read this. Joseph is revealing his identity to his brothers. He says, please come near to me. And they came near. I am Joseph, your brother. I bet the wind just was sucked out of the room when he said that. The one you sold into Egypt. In verse 5. And now don't be worried or angry with yourselves. For here it is. For selling me here. Because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. God worked all things out for their good, the good of his people, and for God's glory. God is going to be glorified through these events. Skip down to verse 8. Joseph says, Therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and ruler over the land of Egypt. Now, Joseph could have been very angry because of his circumstances with his brother. His brothers did him wrong. They treated him poorly. Joseph could have turned them away. He did not have to help them, but he did. And you see his maturity. You see his compassion. And we see reconciliation as he looks at his brothers and says, look, don't be ashamed. Don't be angry. I forgive you for what you did. And then they receive, you see that they receive that forgiveness. And this is a beautiful picture from the Old Testament of how Jesus relates to us. For we have all sinned and done things wrong against God our Father, right? We've all rebelled. We've all lied. We've all done things we shouldn't have. But he sent his son, his only son, God sent his only son to earth. To take our place as a sacrifice so there could be reconciliation between us and God. Man, and I can just hear Jesus saying it now. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Believe in me and you will be forgiven. Follow me and you will be forgiven. You don't have to do anything. Just receive that gift. Just receive the forgiveness that I am offering. That's what Joseph is saying. So God provided for his people during a famine. He provides for us still today, making a way for us to be reconciled to him through grace alone, by faith alone, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that as you're reading through these foundational passages that you begin to see the redemptive story of God unfolding right before your very eyes as you see God working in history and through history to accomplish his ultimate plan. May the Lord bless you this week. God bless.